Hey there, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Hughes from the Heart. I hope you haven't been gone long. I know sometimes I'm gone long from the free podcast because I'm busy building up my paid podcast at Patreon, to be honest with you, because that's what keeps the lights on for Hughes from the Heart. It keeps the satellite connection steady, well, as steady as can be with the lousy internet coverage we have here. But that's the price you pay for living on five acres of beautiful wilderness in western Washington. I'm coming at you from the south sound of the evergreen state, broadcasting to the world. We now have 29 countries listening to us. I want to give uh, props and kudos to our friends here in the United States where we broadcast from, but also some of the top countries that listen to us, such as France, Canada, the UK, Germany, Russia, Spain, the Philippines, New Zealand, Ireland, India, Japan, Poland, South Korea, Australia, Brazil, and folks also in the Ukraine, Bulgaria, Mexico, the Czech Republic, Austria, Turkey, Argentina, Singapore, Colombia, Tunisia, Sweden, Chile, and I'm leaving somebody out here, the Czech Republic. Thank you so much. Also to the uh, friends of ours in the top five uh, cities that listen to us on Hughes from the Heart. I uh, want to thank uh, Didi and Jerry and family who may be listening in Novato, California, keeping us at number one. But barely, you guys are only two podcasts ahead of Columbus, Ohio now. They're catching up to you. Sparks, Nevada, number three. Colorado Springs, Colorado, number four. And Chantillon, Pied de France is number five. And I think that has something to do with the server for Buzzsprout or something being in France. So some of that is actual. Some of that can be actual people listening. But let's skip down to the next one. Number six may be, in fact, number five, uh, Champaign, Illinois. Right behind, almost in fifth place, Rockland, California, my old stomping ground. Maybe some of uh, those listeners, uh, my own children who live in the area. So thank you very much. Heads up with gratitude. Props to all of you. And I thank you very much for listening to Hughes from the Heart. I mentioned about paying the bills and it's a serious thing here. I want to continue the uh, free podcast and a lot of you are asking why we don't do episodes more often. And honestly, it's because I have to feed my family and the free stuff isn't paying the family. So I have to focus on what feeds the family. Eventually, I would love to be able to do a self-sustaining free podcast through just advertising alone. We're not there at that point yet. So in the meantime, you can help me by joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes. I hope you will do that. If everybody listening from all over the world would just sign up today for a dollar a month, that's three pennies a day. We could change the world together, my friends. We're already reaching 29 countries, over 400 cities or so around the world. That's pretty powerful. Let's keep growing and please support the paid podcast. If every single person listening to my voice on these podcasts were to sign up to the Patreon, I could do this full time. I'm not joking. I could podcast positivity full-time from my five acres of forest. I could travel the world eventually and spread kindness and love to as many people as I can. And that's really my ultimate goal at age 50. I wish it had been my goal at age 18 and 19 and 20, but it wasn't. But it's never too late. That's my goal now, to touch as many hearts, minds, and souls as I possibly can. And you can help me do that. Another way you can help me is by donating to my Venmo. Even if it's a buck or two, it helps out a lot. It adds up. And if you want to uh, donate more, I'm not going to stop you. My Venmo is Radio Spend and other ways to support the podcast can be found on my website, hughesfromtheheart.com slash support. Thank you for being here. Is it time for a digital detox? You guys on your phones too much? I'm on my phone too much. Hey, I'm the first one to admit it. Guilty as charged. I'm on my phone constantly. Generally, I'm looking through positivity stories and good stories in the news, and I'm always getting ready for the next podcast, but I'm on my phone a lot. I like to think I don't watch too many cat videos. Maybe I do once in a while. But whether you're looking for the latest exciting tweet, whether you're Snapchatting all your friends, all you cool kids on Snapchat, or you're just doom scrolling, depressing yourself with all the agonizing and, and crazy making news in the world, chances are we're spending a lot more time on social media. 
and on digital media in general than we should be. This comes from uh, PickTheBrain.com. It's no secret that technology is playing a monumental role in our lives. I'm 50 years old, so I remember the days when everybody didn't have a cell phone glued to their hands. I remember the days when it was an impossibility to think that people would have cell phones in their pockets and that their cell phones would eventually be more powerful than the computers used in the first manned mission to the moon, for goodness sakes. I mean, who could have thought that? And I was living not far away from Silicon Valley. I grew up in San Francisco and not too far away from where all these great inventions, uh, innovations would eventually come out of. I, my first computer was an Apple IIc. The, I remember the exciting sound of the clunking keyboards. I'll never forget that sound, hopefully. I hope I never forget. The clunking keyboard of an Apple IIe. That's what my grade school computer lab had. We had about 12 of them, I think. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe we only had six or eight. I don't remember that, but I'll never forget the sound of that clunking keyboard. And we thought that was hot stuff, and we had no idea that Steve Jobs was just beginning, right? We had no idea that the iPhone would come down the pike eventually. So I remember the days before technology, and many of you do as well, especially if you're a little bit older or at least as old as I am. When you think about it, I mean, Google's only been around just over 20 years. YouTube is less than 20 years old. Facebook, less than 20 years old. So many of you who are younger may not remember the days. Those of you who are maybe teenagers or in your 20s, you probably don't remember the days before Facebook or the days before YouTube and Twitter and Snapchat and social media like that. But I do. I love the fact that I remember, and I'll always remember, hopefully, the days before technology like that. For me, technology was a Atari 2600, for goodness sakes. And then we thought it was real badass to have an Atari 5200. I remember arcades and pinball machines. And I remember looking around and having people looking around at you and at other things and the wonders around them. We weren't all stuck looking down at our phones like a bunch of zombies. And I'm again, I'm guilty as charged. If you see me out on the street, I'm probably looking down on my phone. So how do we know when it's time to take a digital detox? Well, if you're experiencing a decline in mental health, you may find that putting your electronics down can help. For a lot of people, Overusing social media can sometimes cause anxiety and depression, even when they think they're using it to relax and unwind. And that's what's interesting about social media, and that's one of the damaging aspects of it, is that it is sold to us as a way to relax and to unwind, right? Nothing wrong with updating your Facebook, seeing what people are doing on Twitter, people are talking about uh, in the Twitter sphere, but it can cause a lot of anxiety as well. It does the opposite. It often has the opposite effect of relaxation and unwinding. Many times, certain accounts and influencers that people follow for motivation or inspiration unintentionally cause the opposite effect and lead people to start overanalyzing and comparing themselves. And that's one of the downsides of social media. You go on Facebook, for example, and yes, there are still people on Facebook, you youngins who think it's just for old people. There are still millions of people on the planet, if not billions that are on Facebook. It's always, the grass is always greener. Someone's always running along a beach in a swimsuit with their loved one, the spouse they never fight with. There's never any arguments. They're always on a honeymoon. It seems to last for months. <laughs> you didn't even get a honeymoon and your friends have month-long honeymoons. It's always the comparison game. Oftentimes we look at it and we, we scroll through and it, it could be subconscious. This could all be happening at a kind of subliminal level, but it starts causing resentment in you. It starts causing insecurity in you. It seems like everybody's always on a perpetual vacation. Everyone's always getting a raise. Everyone's always graduating from the best university. Everybody's always getting the best job they want. Everybody's always getting engaged to the most beautiful partner you can imagine. And this can be detrimental to your mental health and cause lasting effects, really. Try unfollowing or muting specific accounts or influencers that 
you find yourself envying or comparing yourself to. That's no good. It may be a good idea to take a complete break from social media. My wife, I have to applaud her. She does this quite often, and she's done it for a long time, this stretch, of just deactivating her social media. And, you know, she keeps the ones that bring her comfort, they bring her fun and, and humor, you know, such as like Pinterest, perhaps, or Instagram. Instagram still hasn't been overrun by the negative Neds and Nellies yet. I hope it never will be. Most people scroll through Instagram and they see pretty pictures still, not pictures of torn open toenails and, uh, you know, half hanging arms, you know, and limbs from people, you know, chainsawing themselves by mistake. Facebook's still loaded with that stuff. I don't understand it. I don't understand people's need to like show a picture of a nail they went through their foot. I mean, what? I don't understand that. We don't want to see it. I'm scrolling through pictures of kittens and robins and birds singing in the trees and all of a sudden I see someone's a nail protruding from someone's foot. Please stop posting those pictures. If you've already taken action and still find social media affecting you negatively, you may want to consider maybe seeing a psychiatrist to help you diagnose maybe some deeper things that are going on. That's something I talk about on Hughes from the Heart quite a bit, and that is never being embarrassed to get professional help. I've been through therapy uh, with many therapists through the years. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing to be embarrassed to uh, admit. Maybe it's time for a digital detox when it starts affecting your sleep. I podcast a lot about the subject of sleep because sleep is fascinating to me. Sleep is like your mindset. It affects everything. Whether you get enough sleep or not affects your day. It affects your life. It affects your relationships. It affects your ability to drive or to fly or to ride a motorcycle. It affects your ability to work the computers correctly uh, at your job. It affects how many mistakes you make. It affects your mood. It affects your health. It affects your organs. Everything is affected by sleep. You may notice it's taking you longer to fall asleep. And that has to do with a lot of the scrolling, particularly doom scrolling of the news and social media that we tend to partake just before we go to bed. Think about it for a minute. We use it as a pacifier, most of us. We use our little screens as a pacifier. We try to relax to these screens, and yet what are we doing? We're winding ourselves up. We look at the uh, garbage bill that's four months old. They're going to shut us off. We're looking at the mortgage that's piling up. We're, we're seeing all these stories of doom and gloom and death, disease, destruction, debauchery, and it does not have the effect of helping us lull off to sleep very well. It's the opposite. When you're not getting quality sleep at night, you can become irritable during the day, less productive at work, lose focus more easily, and your memory could worsen, maybe even permanently if you get enough sleep deprivation in your life. Give yourself some time to unwind without electronics and see how that goes for you. Read a book, hopefully a pleasant one, one that takes you off into another world, and that's what books are supposed to do most of the time anyway. Listen to a podcast like this one that'll relax you, hopefully not put you to sleep, but relax you anyway. Or journal, that's a good way to unwind without adding a lot of stress to your day. Another sign that it may be time for a digital detox, physical health decline. If you're using technology in excess, you may be experiencing a variety of physical health issues. Migraines are more common than ever. Eye strain or vision problems. Neck and back issues. I know a lot of young people that have all these neck problems and they go, why is my neck hurting? Why do I have to go see the chiropractor again? It's because they're all looking down at a very, very unusual and unnatural angle at a cell phone or a tablet all day long. Your body was never meant to be in these positions. Now, many of these issues are caused by the sedentary lifestyle commonly associated with technology overuse. Forward head posture is what I was just talking about. It's also known as gamer's neck or nerd neck. <laughs> it's a common health issue. I don't mean to laugh. It's just kind of funny, the name, gamer's neck, nerd neck. It's a common health issue associated with technology. It's caused when the head is constantly slumped forward, leading to muscle tension, back pain, even potential nerve compression. Sometimes it's unavoidable, especially if you work on a computer for your job 
job and you're on the computer a lot, but small changes like getting a standing desk, wearing blue light glasses can help ease back, neck, and eye strain. Take time off of work when possible to get away from your computer and be sure to put time limits on recreational computer use. It's important to realize that you may associate your technology with inherent happiness or relaxation when in reality you may find that these things, these important tools in our lives, there's no doubt about it, they are very important to most of us, but they could be leading you down the wrong path. They could be bringing you the exact opposite of what you are looking for. So put them down for a while. Take a break, even from this podcast. Maybe, oh, no, never mind. Don't take a break from this podcast. This podcast relaxes you. It doesn't get you wound up. Try being mindful of your consumption and incorporating some boundaries if technology is disrupting your life. So this is from PickTheBrain.com. I want to thank them for this topic idea of when it's time for a digital detox, how to know. And you can join me on Hughes from the Heart anytime you want to drop in. I'll try to put more free content on here. I'll be honest with you. Here's how it works. The more I see people are listening, the more likely I am to be inspired to put more content on there. If I put content on every day for six people to listen to around the world, it's not as inspiring as if I put up content and there's thousands of people every month listening. It's just, it's natural. If I'm a comedian and I go to a comedy club and only my father shows up and even he's asleep in the front row, why would I want to keep doing stand-up? I wouldn't. But if I go to stand-up and... Uh, I kill it. And every time I go, there's more and more people who are lining up to see me do comedy. I'm more likely to want to hit the road and go on tour, right? It just stands to reason. If you're a painter, you could paint for yourself, of course. But if you're in the uh, profit business and you want to sell your paintings and you haven't sold one since 1979, you're not going to be likely to want to paint something for profit. So whatever it is that you do, you want to have an audience. And I certainly want to have an audience with Hughes from the Heart. So at the very least, please Tell everyone you know about HughesFromTheHeart.com. Let's get more people in more countries. There's certainly more than 29 countries on this earth that could be tuned in. As many as that is, we could have more. As many as 400 global cities, we could have 900 global cities. We'd have 5,000 global cities. So let's keep expanding the podcast. And if everyone listening to my voice were to give the premium content a try, I promise you, you will like it. First of all, you will love it. You'll come back to it every day because this podcast, on average, I've only been coming to it maybe a few times a month. My Hughes from the Heart podcast, the paid podcast, I do every Every single day, seven days a week. So there's a lot of content for a little money, very little money. So please join me there. You can go to HughesFromTheHeart.com slash support, and that'll have a link to my Patreon, and it'll have a link to my PayPal, and you can also donate to my Venmo. Everyone said to get a Venmo, and then nothing happened. They said, get a Venmo, and we'll help you out, because we don't want to support Patreon. We don't want to support month-to-month stuff, but we want to donate to you. So I set it up. I get out my bugle. I do my bugle call, and nothing. Absolutely silent. Just total silence. Crickets. So if you want to be one of the you know only ones to donate to my Venmo, that would be awesome. I'll give you a shout out. I'll make a video out of it. I'll, I'll give you the red carpet. I will broadcast it to the world. My gratitude. My Venmo is Radio Spencer. Thanks so much, my friends. Coming at you from the South Sound of the Evergreen State, somewhere in the Mason County, Washington woods, the Lint Woods and the Hughes Forest. Thanks so much for being here. I couldn't do this without you. Much love to all of you.